0: Right to the po right here, right there, right that was a little bit of an anti-climax after the excitement that happened on the Peterborough game, wasn't it, Matt? Oh, just
1: a bit, mate. Yeah, Wickham
0: uh, came and, and did their job, didn't they? They did a fine job. I'm sure the Wickham fans are pretty happy with that game. I think they'd definitely be uh, happy travelling back with that point, definitely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, well, let's get into it, I suppose, mate. Wickham, it could have been worse. It definitely could have been worse,
1: definitely. I, I don't think it was overly a, a, a great, strong performance, but... As we said, we're still undefeated, so it's not all overly negative. I just felt personally it was a bit disappointing that, yet again, a team that we were expected to beat at home, we dropped another two points. Seems to be a little bit of a pattern, but as I said, I really don't think it's anything to start flapping about at the moment. I think there was definitely a, a discussion there about Burgess penalty. Um, we'll get to that, obviously, in a little bit. But another two assists for Jamal Lowe, and a goal for Brett Pitman. Which confidence know, has got has got to go up from that? I think definitely. he's needed that so badly, didn't he? And and didn't that celebration show it? The slide on the knees. Yeah, down sometimes in the
0: when he scores, he's, when he's just sort of mid-season, of he sort of just puts his hand up and, and trots, along. trots along towards the front, and then like he's doing the Queen's wave. But this time he actually did the full Brett. He ran to the corner flag, he flung himself at it, didn't he? And that's that's what we needed to see from Brett. And I think that was a
1: massive weight off his shoulders and I think we could all see that. Right
0: same. in front of the front end as well. I think that gets his gets his duck off his of shoulder what's it does, the phrase?
1: Of course it does. And I, it was just a shame that we just couldn't close that out and get that win based on Brett's goal because I think that would have just really, you know, just driven even more confidence into him as a player, but I think we're definitely gonna be seeing a lot more of him now, I think, than we mm. have done already this season. So
0: That's just about seeing games out, isn't it? It and is, yeah, hundred percent. I think I think the thing is though, the, I was a bit disappointed at half time because I didn't think we were we brought it to them properly. No. They came, they frustrated us. They they looked at our team, they saw the fact that our wingers, you know, Lowe and Curtis, they, they bring the attack and they push their players out wide. Yeah. You know, they doubled up on both of them and they got the ball. I think that Curtis had a bit of a quiet game for him. He, for him, he did. Yeah. I mean, he had that one opportunity
1: that nearly rolled in. I, I just don't know how that didn't get over the no, line. But sort of
0: P-rolled into the keeper's legs, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's one of those now things. it's one of those it? things as well. And then, you know, Jamal, again, he stepped up. He created two goals for us. Yeah. Exactly what was needed in the time. I thought, Gareth Evans came from midfield. What a header. Great the, header. The man just keeps leading the team, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, and, and he... He did deserve the captain's armband when he when he's out there at the moment, doesn't he? You know, yeah. I think he he's he just he's got so much drive. As I said to you before the show, you know you almost expected that to be Pittman, not Gareth Evans getting into to that run into It the was box. that sort of
0: Pittman hitting the, ever yeah. in the ball into the net. I think
1: it's sort of the, the thing you imagine Martin Tyler shouting Pittman before he's realised it's actually <laughs> Gareth Evans. So That's it. Uh, it was quite Frank Lampard-esque, wasn't it? I think kind of arriving a bit late, you know, sneaking yeah. in, dipping in and, and ducking
0: that ball into the net, you know. I've, like I've, to, use that, I've used that well. phrase before, right? Yeah, arrives late in the box and everyone just slated me on they Twitter. Did, yeah, so everyone... who, <laughs> who who
1: if he if he's arriving late, he's not gonna get there. But I mean maybe it's just the same me and you used to say, but I, I think I've genuinely heard it quite. You
0: don't often. need everybody turning up at the same time, that's the, the whole idea. Not, yeah, and I
1: mean it, it's a it's a disguise, it's coming in, you know, unnoticed. And that's it. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing to to really slander about the two goals. I think Obviously, the big talking point of this game was the penalty. I saw a huge amount of people saying the ref as, the ref ruined the game. He, he, you know, and yes, there was there was a lot of silly, you know, fouls that he gave and that were what we would consider
0: weak. But I mean, Burge, it was unnecessary, wasn't it? Yeah, was Here's no the lead, thing, right? Yeah, no he's played, he's played well for the majority of the time he's played. It's yes. just a couple of errors, isn't it? There
1: is, yeah. And I think this is where you were saying, we need Jack back. And when Jack's fit, I think he he is the person to play with. Here's the thing, like, right, yeah.
0: People have been going either way. They've been going, right, we're on Burgess, Burgess side. You've got to back Burge up, you know, lay off his back. And I agree I agree with that to, to a certain there's point. There's no
1: need for, for the comments that have been made by no, some people. No, I some
0: of them are think... absolutely disgraceful out there. We don't talk about our players in this way, right? But... There's nothing wrong with saying that when Jack Watmore is fit, he is the best, better, better player at the back. Yeah. Just like you can say Clark is better at the back as well than playing Burge. At the moment, Jack is a better option. He's got a calmer heads. 100 okay. percent. He yeah. moves the ball out better, Matt, from from the back. Yep. Um, yep. And he he fits in better with Clark and just how they interact. You can see it on the pitch. Yeah. He, yeah. we play a more passing game with him, moving the ball out, and it's not a diss on Burgess. He be a very important player for the season. Jack, unfortunately, isn't going to play every game this season. No, he's not. He's no. got that sort of Jonathan Woodgate, sort of Michael Owen thing going on at the yeah, moment. Yeah, But I mean, the, the way
1: I look at it, and it, and this is a game that, you know, it's it's not, not getting on Burgess' back, but every team have a defensive partnership that works for them. And when those two players are playing together at the back and they're performing well, they're bouncing off each other, they know how they like to play... You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not saying that Burge won't come into this team again and he won't perform for us because That's he fair. will. He played well at Peterborough. He, he he was you know one of the top performers. He's got a man of the match this season as well. Mm-hmm. You know where yeah, where fit? he displayed the the pizza. To That's prove it. It was in there. That was Gillingham away, wasn't it? Uh, Gillingham at home, yeah. In the oh in at the home, cup, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But and, and people said, well, that was an irrelevant game. Yeah, it was, and Gillingham didn't really show up. But still, the best player on the pitch. He was still the best player on the pitch. Voted and you know. He it won't be his last man in the match. He's he's had plenty of man in the match performances, but as I said to you, it was something I was taught when I was playing under ten football. It's a basic: do never or do no. not give an option for the ref to put put the whistle to mouth. And I'm not saying stand ten yards off him. I'm no. just saying there's no no need contact
0: in the box to con-
1: to make that contact. He was facing away from goal. He was about ten yards out. It's just jockey, jockey. Just stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. Watch, keep your eye on the ball, and you know when when the time's right. You know, intercept or or just make him make him go in the other direction. There was just no need, and it it just it really felt like we we didn't you know, unluckily lose those two points. It just Matt's felt like dad, right, used
0: to be our, our junior football coach and he would have gone absolutely mental. We both used to play centre-back together. So, you know, when I was thinking of the great centre-back partnerships, Clark, <laughs> what more, Terry and Carvalho, me and Matt. <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking, we would have got blasted when we were 11 yeah, years yeah. old, okay, for, for making that sort of challenge. And I, I just think that maybe... He's made a few mistakes early in the season and he just wants to see the game out. It's right at the end. He's just like, right, let's do this. It's finishing. It. He,
1: he needed to have like a gala moment at, at that stage and just get it out. Just don't matter where it ends, just bash it, get it up the other end. Even if it goes for a throw, just get yeah, it out, yeah, yeah. reset, you know. And it's disappointing, you know. But again, it's a mistake that. I think not just Burge, but I think the team will learn from. For real. You know, I think you you wouldn't see that mistake happen again. You know, and no. that, therefore, generally, if you if you if I mean we're looking at the stats now. You know, we had more possession, fifty eight possession. Fifty eight percent. Fifty eight percent possession. We had more shots on goal. We had three more shots on goal than them. Yeah,
0: more double the amount of shots on target. target. If, um, it We played the better football than them. Yeah, I think it, they just came and did
1: the job of a, of a lower League One team, unfortunately. Yeah, and a, a wayside coach, as well. A wayside. They've turned up. They've not had a great start to the season. They've gone, how do we shut this game down? They've gone out wide, as you stated earlier. They've shut down loan Curtis, who they've realised were the big threats. And we didn't bring enough to the, to the middle. And obviously, that's something that we're going to be discussing later on in the show. So keep an eye out for that one, guys.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, overall team performance, it would have been, if this did, if this did actually, if we didn't give away that penalty, sorry, right, at the end, it would everyone, have been a ground out result, everyone would have been like, yeah, that's a good yeah, win, yeah. We're, we came from behind, you know, we won the game 2-1, we're after losing one now, doesn't that show great spirit? Yeah, yeah. It just shows that's the kind of thing that gets you promoted? That's the sort of thing I would have been yeah. thinking, and it's just unfortunate but it's time to just dust ourselves off yeah. and do a little shoulder dust, move on to the next game. This, this, this will
1: obviously make, make a season in, a such a, in such a way because, you know, you go, right, yes, there was a mistake and, and it was quite a big mistake. We dropped two points at home against a team we should have beat, but let's get ourselves up. You know, let's get up to Rochdale and not make these mistakes, and show that we can grind out results against these teams, or even convincingly go up there and, and beat them. And we, we've got to go, you know, to we've got to play teams like Wickham. The, Wickham aren't going to be the only team that are going to turn up this season and try and play for a no. point, or you know, try and frustrate us. We've got we've got to show that class, and I think you're only going to do that by having experiences like this. So yeah, it was disappointing a hundred percent, but at the same time, we're still undefeated. You know, we're we're going for for the avoidance of the wall clock for Greg, so I'm I'm still, you know
0: Shitting himself about the fact
1: he might have sent Greg a wall clock in Hamburg. Yeah, I think it's more (laughs) the postage and packaging than the price of the wall clock that I'm worried about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Matt's gonna send it 24 hour DHL Express, yeah, Matt. Uh, no, i was thinking more of
1: like five day Royal Mail, like second class Royal Mail. Pretty sure you could hire like a donkey or something to carry it yeah, out. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, you're you're a bit of a donkey, so you might take it out for me, mate. Right, chap. Anyway, <laughs> I just realised,
0: mate. Did I even tell everyone what was going to go and happen? In, no, no. In so
1: I'm sure we can recap
0: that now. <laughs> <if we can. laughs> All right, let's get into it then. So we've already done our little review now. So part two in a minute. We're going to be answering some of your questions as you kindly sent in which is like, it's a load more than we've ever had, to be honest. I'm, is, I'm sort yeah. of stumped I'm for words. Great
1: great response from everyone, so yeah. thank you, you know, and, and we'll try and get as many of them answered for you guys as we can.
0: And then we'll be doing a Matt's debate, which we're actually taking on one of the questions that we've sent in and oh, using yeah. it for Matt's debate, so again, cheers for that. And then part three, we're going to preview the Rochdale game and hopefully we can learn from earlier on or hope, learn from the Wickham game yeah. and put those into practice and uh, put a good showing out. So, Thank you, and on to part two. Welcome back to part two of the PO forecast, and Matt, finally, we've got some questions from all you listeners. Yay! Which is much appreciated, people. Thank you. Episode seven, and now they're flying in. So, we've got four questions to go into.
1: We have one of them... We've actually made Matt's debate this week, so we'll, we'll get round to that when uh, we get to that part of uh, this part of the show. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but um, we've got three, what we've picked uh, of the best, what we think are the best questions to answer for you guys. Uh, obviously, we'll we'll try and get some more in if we can do.
0: Awesome. So, right, the first question is from Lee, or at Lee Ball Bagley. Uh, and the question is, if they paraded Harry Redknapp at half-time... During a game at Fratton Park, would you boo or would you cheer? Now, this is quite a controversial question, and I don't know if this is going to divide the listeners' points of view. I know everyone's got strong feelings on this topic. I've got quite a few thoughts on it, but Matt, I want to hear what you think. As a fan, what would you do?
1: Well, as I said to you before the show, Hugh, I've seen a lot of traffic about this this week and I have to say it seems like there's a lot of people would say yeah I'm going to cheer him because the best times came at Fratton Park under Harry Redknapp alright you can't argue that we we got promoted out of the championship we won the FA Cup Uh, ultimately yes he did get the scummers relegated which we absolutely loved but really I mean for me it's a big fat boo um, with a megaphone just to make sure that it was perfectly heard
0: (laughs) I can see that
1: (laughs) I mean come on £118 million worth of players sold under Redknapp and somehow we still end up paying Tottenham a couple of million for Begovic who goes to Stoke
0: now I've got to say this right my feelings when I when I heard this question was, I just remember being at the, at the FA Cup semi-final against, against Tottenham. And I remember remember the reaction of the Pompey fans. I remember just the sort of like, Red Redknapp, what's the score? And just the, the whole feeling of us. No one really thought we were going to win that game. Redknapp certainly fucking didn't think we were going to win that game. His face was like, absolute priceless, mate. I can tell you what, the man sucked money out of the club for his own benefit. Yep. The Be- I mean, the Begovic one's bad enough, yeah? Yeah, but I mean, Cranchard, oh, Cranchar. Crouch, Defoe... Cranchard, right, okay. Monaco come in with a £13 million bid for him, okay? Exactly. Fair enough, we need the money. Kaching, nope. He doesn't go there, does he? How much was it? One point, one point seven, like, it was, something like that? It's a ridiculous transfer
1: fee and, you know, and, and look... Look at how well Cranchard did. You know, he's yeah. playing Champions League football, he was one of the most outstanding players for them during that period. Oh yeah. You know, and what what did we get out of it? Nothing other than administration and potential liquidation. So sorry, Lee, um, you know, if if that's not the answer
0: that you were hoping, but for me it's a big fat boo, and I think for, for I Hugh it's a big fat boo. I wouldn't want boo. to see him set foot in the city personally. But then again, everyone's got their own point of view and everyone's you know, entitled to it. And that's exactly what our Twitter page is for. So
1: again, if, you, if you've got an opinion on that, then please pop it straight over to us. And uh, we'd love to hear from yeah, you.
0: tweet us up at po Forecast. We want to hear your points of view. Now, second question, which has come from at Ben Ellis. So, Ben
1: is is a regular listener and tweeter on, on PO forecasts. So Cheers, Ben. Thanks, Ben, for, for this one. Do you want to read it out, Matt? Go yeah, for it. Yeah, so I, I, this is one of my favourite questions. Um, if promoted to the championship, which players do you all see making the step up and cementing a first team place? So, me and you have already had a little discussion on this, haven't we, pre-show? Matt already shouted at me, saying, Dion Donahue should be in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, set pieces, mate. (sighs) (laughs) So, I think I said, didn't I... Definitely, MCG. I think he's a cracking keeper. I don't think he'd have any problem playing no, in the championship. neither do I at all. And he's a lock. He's still young and he's only going to get better. So for me, he's a he's a definite. Should
0: we say who's who's a lock
1: and then who's on the bubble? Yeah. So Matt Clark, lock. For Absolute me. lock.
0: I mean, he could. He was well, probably should at level be playing in the championship. Well, I now. mean, there
1: was a massive speculation, wasn't there, at like the start of the season? Bristol City, you know, obviously now Adam Webster's gone there. Who's another product of us? So. Yeah, you know, I think I think Clark would walk into a lot of championship teams in all honesty. So do I. So, yeah, he's a he's a complete banker for me. Jamal Lowe, he's another complete banker for me.
0: A lot of teams that you think, and I think that Jamal's another player who teams in January might be interested in, yeah, in I picking up. I think it there was talk
1: of Ipswich or Wigan again as well. Wasn't Wigan, there? yeah. yeah no. I think Ipswich might have been even like noted that there was interest. You know. He, they've got a
0: scout there just sitting down our place with <laughs> <Yeah, I> <laughs> sort of be. like seven fingers on each hand just well, sat down at front and part I mean ultimately, if we're going to profit
1: with 850000 every summer then you know what we'll go for it but <laughs> I'm joking obviously yeah. but you know Ronan Curtis another one I think he would walk into to most championship teams even at this point now I don't there, was, think there anyone... was interest
0: from Reading wasn't there originally yeah well
1: there was and, and I think uh, quite a crucial period it almost seemed like he was going to be going that direction but I don't think anyone expected Ronan to to just explode on the scene as well as he has done and obviously I think you know he's only doing himself more favours by performing the way he is every week and you know obviously I think there might be teams sniffing around come January time if if they're desperate you know for for bringing in a goal scorer they need a few extra points they're sniffing around in the playoffs I think Ronan would walk into most of their teams, so for me, he's another one. I said Brett Pittman. You seemed a little bit, you know, debatable about it.
0: Here's the thing. Brett's got the class to play at that level. He is a good finisher... Um, he he has got the ability to play at that level. He's got the experience. He's played at that level. Exactly. He's been there. Yeah. He's done it before. He definitely could be in the squad. Maybe Would he start every team, every no, week. Yeah.
1: I think that I think that's probably where if if we're going on Ben's question here, I think it was who's going to go on to make a or cement a first team place within the championship team on Brett, the bubble. I think on he's a, a, he's yeah. yeah he's one of our on the bubble. So yeah, Maybe,
0: moving moving like look at attack. Sorry, quickly. Hawkins, would his style translate, or is it too early to know? Because he's just sort of broke out a little bit this season. Yeah, I think, I think, I think again we're gonna
1: have to call this on a bubble because I think it's really gonna. I mean, it, it's such a, a close potential at the moment. We could be in the championship. Close technique. potential. <laughs> yeah, another correct <laughs> accidental pun.
0: Um, but you know, I think he he's. He's on the cusp, isn't he, really, yeah, yeah, for me? Yeah. yeah, I agree. He's on the bubble. He, I think it would depend on how his season goes. And yeah. he could keep developing, and then could be, we, we could say he's a lock. We won't go through every single player. No, because no, we of got course time. not. We
1: haven't. But again, please, you know, make sure that you you pop over any opinions you think, any players that you think we haven't mentioned that you well, feel would be Well, this is quickly covered
0: them. I reckon Jack more? Yeah. I think if he's fit, he's got he's got the ability to play there. Um, I think Ben Close has the ability to keep developing. Yeah. He's got that passing style, which I think fits the championship very well. Yeah, uh, Thompson, if he's still here, has the class to play at that level. Again, he needs to, we need to see him play more regularly to to understand that. Naylor has played there before. He has, he's got yeah. he's got the ability definitely to play in the championship. And then I don't know Lee Brown at left back has a lot of experience could. Could slot in again on the bubble, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that's my summary. Matt, yeah. anyone I missed out?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a few, isn't there? But we, as we said, we haven't got time to go for everyone. So again, if you've got any guys, have got any ideas, please let us
0: know. Please so, up. So the next one, if you go ahead with this one, here. yeah. Next question um, from Aid Smith at Aid Smith. Follow me on Twitter. Is our Pompey a soft touch in bad weather? And and this is again another.
1: You know, great question. I I saw you put a tweet out or a, or an answer to this actually, uh, Hugh. Um, and you, I think you said you'd love to see some stats on that.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately,
1: right. obviously, it's not something that's recorded. Do teams perform <laughs> better in bad weather or not? But as as history goes by, recently, especially since dropping from League Two and and last season in League One, yeah, I think we're, I think we have been a bit of a soft touch in the rain. I think teams like. Pompey, who like to play the ball down, you know, and, and, and stuff. I don't think a slippery, slidy pitch always benefits that style of play. Teams when, that when like to lump north. it up to Akin <laughs> and and he'll bundle his way through, I think that works for them. And ultimately, you know, I, I think the pitches start grinding up, which makes it better mm-hmm. for little teams as well. You know, and that's where we've got to have a bit more grit this season. And I definitely think with players like Lee Brown coming in, players like Ronan Curtis who chase down, Ben Thompson who likes to get his foot on the ball, you know, grind out a tackle, chase yeah. back. I think Gareth Evans again more, in that. Gareth exactly Evans has proven him. it, I think. I don't I, I think he's one of the ones that I would say he doesn't get Flustered by by rain, but I think that there has been previously flustered
0: by rain. Flustered, well, <laughs> you know, rain. I know. It's you one know those one. things. Yeah, no, it's true though, and I think that when we go up north and play on a little sandy pitch, I don't know when Aki, Aki away is. Yeah, I mean, I'm but that that sure. sort of, that sort of fixture, those games are actually what can define your season and where you finish in, in the table. We've got to be able to go out. It doesn't matter if it's one 0 two one, whatever. We just need to get out there and win ugly. That's it, completely. So there was. Uh, what we could say one
1: more listener question, but I just felt like it was such a question that I had to rub out my match debate where <laughs> he and um, I, I went with this. So this is from Luke Ellis. Um, we regularly hear from Luke. Um, follow him up on Twitter Top lad. Luke Ellis. Play up Pompey or PUP? PUP, yeah, <laughs> um, whichever way you want to put it. Basically this is this is really a great question. Um, so let's put it out there because um, it's now time for... What time is it for? Do you know what time it's for, Hugh? Uh, <laughs>
0: it's, time- it's time for... Matt's Debate. That's right, Pompey fans, it's time for Matt's Debate. And this week we are saying...
1: How can you build a team that would allow Pittman to thrive? So that was sort of... Altered slightly by yourself, you kind of made the question. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke put it that he actually believed it was something we needed to look at, and who would who would fit in to to a position down the middle that would help Pittman thrive because yeah. he feels that he needs someone coming down the middle. Through you know, sitting in behind him and, and allowing him to. So, what to what play. players basically
0: will enable Pittman to succeed and do well?
1: Yeah, so I mean, Luke mentioned Andre Green. He mentioned David Wheeler. He also mentioned Joe Mason. I'll be honest with you, Hugh. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little shock opinion out there. Obviously, with it being my debate, I think I have this right. Go so, on then, mate, we go. Put it out
0: there. Hot take from Matt.
1: How many more times does Louis Dennis need to score before he's considered to play in this position? Yeah. He has constantly impressed people that have seen him play in the reserve games. He's constantly impressed the coaches during reserve games. He scores goals when mm-hmm. he's played in reserve games. All right, I know he hasn't played EFL football yet, but what's to say that, you know, he doesn't get. 15-20 minutes at a game once we've seen it up just done. to see what he's done Yeah, just
0: look at Jamal how,
1: how what an impact he made and it's questioned every season can he make the step up again can he do it again and he keeps proving it and yep. I think players like that around Louis Dennis are only going to give Louis Dennis confidence that they can play in that league and they can step up and they can perform you know and I, I yes he's got to be worth a place on the bench mate oh 100% I mean uh, has he made the bench this season? I don't know. Other than EFL uh, Cup and Carabao Cup?
0: I haven't seen his name personally on the bench. I'm, tell us if we're wrong. But what I think is Louis Dennis adds something different to, to the team. Yeah. Okay? He's he's a player that we don't really have a natural 10. And I don't
1: think there's many players like him throughout the league, really. I mean, I might be wrong. But, you know, he he's, he's such a different player. And he's such an
0: unknown source as well. That he's an unknown to to a lot of teams. So when we're lacking a bit of creativity, when you know we, we've got, got the situation where we sometimes think, you know, who's going to come up with a goal? If if for instance, like Wickham seemed to push wide their defenders, they stuck him on Curtis, they stuck him on low. That's when you need someone in the middle just to be a bit different to mix it yeah, up. Yeah. And that's when I would think about maybe introducing Dennis.
1: <sighs> I mean Wheeler, he's 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 performed well when he's played this season, Wheeler. I don't think he's he's your natural number 10.
0: No, he's a winger, in my opinion. Yeah, he is a, he's a, a winger. A forward winger, so, you know, in the curtis Low role, and that's the reason why he's not, yeah. not starting. And I mean, I've had
1: the privilege to see Wheeler play a few times, uh, a couple for Pompey and a couple for Exeter, and I have to say, he, he drifts out wide, lovely. He can come inside, he can come into the middle, yeah. and he does, he draws players in and then steps back out onto the wing again, leaving space. I think... Most Pompey fans who who are listening will remember his goal for Exeter against us a couple of seasons ago. He he came into the middle, drifted out wide, had so much space on his own, yeah. drilled home. So I think if you needed an emergency number 10, I don't think there'd be a problem with Wheeler. I think Joe Mason would be a complete waste at number 10. Yeah. He's he's a goal scorer, he I, needs I've, to be I've debated on this on
0: Twitter actually and um, there's a lot of talk saying that when he came in, Jacket was saying he can play 10 as well. I don't think so. I spoke to Wolves fans about it. They're telling me he doesn't fit a ten. He, no. You need to play him up front. He needs to play instead of Hawkins. Can you imagine playing him behind Hawkins? Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine how slow we'd, we'd, we'd look?
1: look? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Mason has got a little bit of speed about him, um, but I just, yeah, I just don't think sitting him off Hawkins would would benefit him. He likes to get into goal-scoring positions, you know, he he likes to create things for himself as well, yeah. and I think sitting him a little bit deeper off the number nine role, he, it's not going to give him that opportunity to do that, and I think we'd be at a loss then, because we'd be going, well, you know, we've, we're playing him as a number 10, that really then just leaves Hawkins and Pittman, doesn't it? You know, yeah. and okay, well, Ollie got on the score sheet last, or not this
0: weekend, but the weekend before, yeah, but,
1: real. Is is Ollie Hawkins gonna bang us
0: a load of goals in the season? If he's gonna get his chance, in my opinion, he needs to start up front. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's where I feel like he's gonna add the most value. And again, he scored midweek, didn't he? Uh, against Oxford in the reserve game, yeah, he won, he won a penalty. penalty. He won the penalty, I think. Yeah, he and then he the the scored it. And then he scored it. Yeah, that's where I think he plays number ten. I mean, there is an option if you wanted to to put Curtis in the number ten role.
1: Yeah, I, but then I think you lose the natural Everything width else. both, both yeah. wide and I think you lose his working back as well I, that number 10 doesn't need to be running back and making True. challenges and and I think Roland you know does such a great job out on the wing coming back and forward that I don't think we would want to lose that
0: although at the moment well, what I'm going to say is Gareth Evans is playing basically playing 10 yeah now he does work back and forward and he is scoring the goals you expect from a number 10 yeah yeah completely Um, I mean,
1: there was an interesting tweet, wasn't there, Hugh, that we were discussing before the game, um, and someone said um, that they felt like Gareth Evans wasn't the right player to play at home,
0: because... He's not attacking enough, he's not attacking enough.
1: I, I I mean, that came from Words Fail Me, at Words Fail Me. Yeah, cheers. Um, yeah, so thanks thanks for your input. Re- really good input. He said, Evans is good when we need the work rate and physicality most of the time. But he personally believed that Ben Close would be a good number 10. Now, obviously me and you had a discussion
0: about this, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know. Now, Ben Close, okay, as is a great player. I like him as a centre midfielder. I think he... he he's a very smart player and I can see maybe where you're coming from on the fact that his passing range is good he can create stuff but he's not iniesta he's not going to sit in the number 10 role and he's not going to sort of create that <laughs> yeah. magic that's not what he's like no, no. that goal he scored who was it against and he sort of took the shot Gillingham and in, his, the, yeah. in the uh, and uh, it,
1: carob- uh, uh, whatever it's called the checker trade trophy yeah the spin, one that, see, the
0: yeah. one that shouldn't be spoken about yeah, and yeah. he just P-rolls it in the corner now he did find the corner or whatever he's not a actual number no. 10 He's not, he might, he'll get a few goals in the season. Yeah, of course he will. Mean, he,
1: he, he likes to, to step up when he can do, and the, and the game's a bit more open, of course. But he's,
0: that's not his mindset. Not it's his to get mindset. the game going, to
1: get it ticking, not to directly just get the, attack. Get the foot on the ball, keep possession, definitely. And, and and there's nothing wrong with suggesting that he could play number 10, because he is lovely on the ball, he makes a great pass, and but he's just not as you said, he hasn't got that mindset to be able to drive forward and create opportunities. I'm just not sure he's the penetrator the team no, needs. No, and obviously, again, if anyone has got an argument on that, let us know. But he's uh, given me a wink after dropping in his filthy little one-liner. <laughs> <I'm> fair play, <Blakey>. Hugh. <laughs> but, I mean, it's definitely a, a topic that I think we could go on about for ages.
0: Yeah, we could just... You know, and, and I
1: think there's, there's a, there is there's a lot of uh, of people that... Could come in and play that makeshift role, but for me at the moment, Gareth Evans is is stepping up week in week out.
0: Love it. So keep it as it is. Basically, is what I feel at the moment. Now, will that enable Pitt though? The thing is, yeah, I think Pittman. He scored. He scored this week. Yeah, he's looking better. I don't think that necessarily we need to change the team around him, Luke, to enable Pittman. I think Pittman just has to get used to a different way of playing. I think he's got that goal. It's going to get him confidence. And I think now you're going to see maybe more of the Pittman of of last season. It's more of a case of him understanding how our new players play and him having to find his way of playing within that. And, and I think
1: Jamal adjusted well, didn't he? By by, you know, teeing that that cross up on the back post. Yeah. I mean, that's where Pittman's dangerous, isn't it? And if he's going to get that service, he's going to score goals. And I think, you know, he's he's going to get into those positions
0: now. He knows that the it's just like last season, wasn't it? Jamal to Pittman. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, for the for the win. I was yeah. like, here we go again. and, no, it, and as long
1: as we we sort of don't revert back to to the situation against Plymouth, where you know Jamal will happily assist Brett. And tear it up because he knows Brett's passion to, to score and finish goals off, whilst Ronan was quite happy to ignore the fact that Brett was standing open in yeah. the middle and tried to drill home. So it's gonna be a really, really interesting battle. Um But
0: it's a great problem to have. It's always a great it problem. It's fantastic to have. To have. It's yeah. a problem
1: we haven't had for so long. So fantastic question. Thanks for, for the topic of yeah, that debate, che- Luke. Brilliant.
0: Yeah, cheers, Luke, and thanks to everyone else who sent the question in. Um
1: little little shout out to Greg. Greg, as you know Pompey News now stated you can only have 11 players on the pitch so come Christmas no we won't have everyone out on the pitch at once
0: yeah like it but at the same time mate I do think from the sentiment we will be using every player in the squad at some point in this season Definitely. in order to, to try and achieve the desired promotion and obviously Christmas is a busy time Craig you are right so yep yeah. alright cheers alright that's the end of part two we'll play some sort of sound again and we'll flip right into the preview for the Rochdale game in part three Welcome back to the PO Forecast Part 3. Matt's holding his phone up in the air, pointing to the word preview, because I keep saying review in this section. Yeah, Cheers, pre- preview the Wickham game and review <laughs> the Rochdale game. Well, there, I'm going to get it right this time. Welcome to Part 3, <laughs> where we'll be previewing the Rochdale game. A yeah, little celebration there for Minutes you. Minutes of applause, not needed. <laughs> so, Rochdale, there are quite a. Well, let's say if you support Rochdale and you live in the Greater Manchester area, you better, you're probably quite a, a hardcore f- fan. Um, they play their home game at Spotland and they average 2,000 at home. That's 2,000 hardened Rochdale fans. They haven't got out of the 3rd or 4th division, which since they've been accepted into the Football League in 1921. Their current manager, I don't know much about, Matt. Do you know much about him? Keith Hill? Um, I think he's been there quite a few seasons. Um, mm. I think he got them out of League
1: 2 with quite an impressive... Um, season that year I think they had a record amount of points to get out of League
0: 2 um, what I do know is that they play very possession based football they, they like do. to play the ball around they do,
1: they're do. Yeah. they not
0: scared to take risks as a team they're not the kind of team that usually a bit unlike say sort of like Wickham or Shrewsbury They don't tend to try and shut up shop. They don't. I mean, they they do like to play. Whoever they're playing, they do like to play. And
1: unfortunately, sometimes it does reflect in their results. Obviously, you'll cover that in a second. But let's flash back to last season. They met Spurs at home at Scotland in the FA Cup. um, And they got a replay. Um, back at Wembley so they can they can cause mm. problems I don't think we can all start saying this is a walkover obviously league football's different to a cut game you, you know they're always going to raise a game but it's not to say that they have not got the quality to uh, No, to get they will try
0: us. and play against us and that actually might suit Pompey I think it will suit us a lot better
1: I think that shows um th- let's do it now I think that shows they've had three big defeats this season two at home um so Peterborough went to Scotland and, and scored four in a 4-1 win Yeah. Um, and Barnsley went up to Scotland and got a 4-0 win there as well so teams around us teams around us have yeah. gone there and I think you know Rochdale have, have played their game they've kept possession they've come out and attacked and tried to play and they've just been punished by quality um, and again it unfortunately happened last weekend they went away to Sunderland and conceded four in a 4-1 I, I don't defeat.
0: expect them to change how they play this is one of those things They'll keep playing their way, uh, and, and that... I think we we really need to be on guard about that. I think we need to go up
1: there not with the 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 thought of well they've conceded this many at home to Peterborough, they conceded this many away to Sunderland. It, it's not a given, you know, and they, they want... will come out and play. So we we need to we need to go and play our game, and and we I think this season. I'm a little bit more assured that we we'll do a job up there because we've got the likes of Ronan Curtis who can break quickly and get out. Um and as long as they, they, they don't go for the point, which they won't do at home, I'm I'm pretty sure they won't. Um, you know, I think I think we'll come out of it with the with a win. I so, mean, they
0: got a win away at Burton at the start of the season. They, they did, won which away at Gillingham.
1: Yeah, and they got one away. So again they don't change from home or away. They they no. don't change their style and you know, you've got to admire that, and I think you've got to applaud them for of coming yeah. out and playing football. I mean, if Keith, I think they they got out of League Two. I think I remember reading earlier in two thousand and ten, and that was under Keith Hill. So at least eight years he's, he's been there. Time,
0: hasn't he? You know, and and they're still in League One. And they they haven't yeah. dropped
1: back down into League Two. They only so.
0: just survived, didn't they? The start of the season and the end of the season. Sorry, was it last game of the season? It was the last game of the season. Yeah, they yeah. finished twentieth
1: out of twenty four. Obviously, four go down. So mm-hmm. you know, it was it was push and go for them, but. Again, they they still didn't change last season. They stuck by their their way. So,
0: you know, I think he is an impressive manager, Keith Hill. And I think, you know... Talking about loyalty and uh, Rochdale, um, one of their big threats up front, Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Hat-trick away at
1: Gillingham. Um, Proven goal scorer for Rochdale has been throughout the years. I think he might have even still been there in the 2010 League Two title season for them. So, he, you know, he's a threat, a big threat. Uh, another one we were discussing before the game is uh, Mr. Australia himself, yeah, Immen. Um He's already scored two this season. He he scored both his goals in in one game as well. Same as Henderson. So they come in a flurry, basically. They do come in a flurry. So you know it. it In a way, I'd say that's a little bit more concerning that they're not spreading their goals out and getting the odd one here and there. They're, you know, they're. When someone's
0: on form, they tend to score quite a lot. That's it. So for us, it's about us playing our game, not and not letting them take over and play their games. I know their possession stats are up the top in the league, even though they're they're not necessarily in amongst the playoffs. But when they're on form, they play pretty well. When they lose, they're still well. They're still playing, you know, their own game. They are. Yeah. Now. If you are travelling up to the ground, I think it's quite funny some of the places you can head off to, so we might as well mention this on the, on the podcast. Um, there's two bars you can go to, which are recommended anyway, uh, Studs and the Ratcliffe Arms. Studs is located under the Pearl Street stand, so it should be easy to find. It's worth a visit, only if to sample the large range of tasty pies. Matt, you'd be up for that. I'd definitely be <laughs> up
1: for a nice tasty pie, mate, you yeah. know me. I mean?
0: <laughs> only £2.50 as well. Well, it. it,
1: it What's the comparison here, Hugh? But you knew, you know, you were—you're were always a regular fan of the Regis cheesy chips. How much were they? They're two quid. They're two quid. So yeah. I mean, you know, they're saying a, a range of delicious pies, but
0: and pastries. I mean, would you would
1: you be the, would you be upset if it didn't meet the standard of the Bognor chip cheesy
0: chips? Not really. I don't really have any pies, but two pound fifty—it's a bargain if you are a pie fan. So. Get yourself over there. <laughs> no real was at the pub though. So if you want a real ale with your pie, you might be disappointed. But the bar actually has a load of memorabilia, pictures on the wall, and apparently the barmaids are absolutely cracking. So if you can do with a pint of lager, a pie, and some lovely ladies, head over there. <laughs> yeah. The Ratcliffe Arms is another place you can go to. It's near the car park entrance. So even the most pissed up a fan should be able to find these two places <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, an, it's on Sandy Lane it's got Sky TV ale hot food and apparently it's family friendly I don't know how family friendly Rochdale is but anyway <laughs> it goes back
1: to that woman who met Gordon Brown doesn't it I think <laughs> yeah. she, she gives a good example of uh, what Rochdale is all about but I mean, it, it says that it's it's great for both home and away fans, so nothing wrong with that. Let's hope, Hugh, that we get a better result than we did there last season. It was
0: uh, uh, a three-three towards the end of last that season. That was disappointing. That was in that period of time when you just thought, "Can we make the playoffs?" It was just like, "No, no, yeah, we can't." I mean, <laughs>
1: this is what we said, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was another two points that could have really been important, and I think if we had come away again, I think. I can't remember I think it was so back and forward that game I think it was 1-0 1-1 2-1 2-2 3-2 3-0 yeah. I, I think and that just is, shows
0: what we're talking about about how they will come and play against look, us Yeah,
1: and, and you know I think a lot of people said that we didn't really take our chances so well on Saturday against Wickham well you know we're going to have to against Rochdale because they will certainly be, be coming at us and, and you know by the look of it they can finish you know yeah. alright they, they concede a lot you know, and that's where we need to make sure that we're putting these opportunities away and coming away with the results. So, my prediction this week... One
0: sec. Just before you do your prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just want to say, this is where we look at games like the Peterborough great game, Matt, yeah? yeah? Where Peterborough are scoring against teams for fun. You know, they haven't lost. They come up against Pompey. And, you know, we've got Clark there and what was No, what wasn't playing. Yeah, but we've got our defence who are solid. Yep. And if they can play like the unit we can, we've got MCG in goal... And we can take our chances. We've got a good chance against. Russia. I mean, that, my
1: tip would be cut out the mistakes, defend like you can defend, and just finish your chances. And we'll come away with the three points. I'm I'm certain of that, and and that is based on my prediction of a three-one Pompey win. And I'm going with. I haven't. I don't.
0: I don't know if I've if I had him this season, but I'm going with Ronan to score the first this season. Okay, so you're going to get him to bounce back from not getting a, strangely weird, not getting a goal or an assist in the last game yep. and um, to get one against Rochdale. He's
1: been quiet for a couple of games as well, Ronan, he hasn't scored in the last... When was the last time he scored, actually, was
0: it? Oh, don't put him on the spot, mate. I can't remember. Oh, you need what to catch time up is his it? <laughs> it's half 12 at night now. Yeah, a few technical issues. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go with 4-2. Okay, yeah. Okay, goal scorers are going to be Jamal Lowe, Yep. He's setting people up well. I think away from home he'll get more chance to score. Yeah. Uh, there'll be more space. People won't sit as deep against him. In this game. Yeah, Rochdale, they're going to come and play the ball out. I think Jamal will get a chance in the break. First goal going to Jamal. Uh, second goal. I'm going to go with a little cheeky 25-yard volley from Lee Brown. <laughs> it's going to happen, people. If I keep saying it enough times. I believe in it's going to happen. If, if any, like, I'm
1: going, to, I'm going to give the the listeners an actual vision here. Not that, that you can actually see it, but th- this is this is what Hugh is not imagining. If anyone saw John McGinn strike for Aston Villa last week against Sheffield Wednesday, Hugh's pretty much saying it's going to be the same as that. Better, but about 30-40 yards out <laughs> instead of about 20 yards out so Hugh I'm waiting for this to happen because I think at one point this season there's going to be a screamer It's going to happen <laughs> man, I'm telling
0: you I do believe generally I just, I've got a feeling I think it's going to happen Maybe one day I can ask Lee Brown himself. If if I have Lee Brown, if you do score this goal, I want to get you on the show. Yeah, and yeah, congratulate yeah. you for, for proving me right. I tell you
1: what, we can maybe even present him with a Pompey wall clock if he scores a forty-yard screamer with the outside of his foot on the volley. Lee Brown, I will buy you a Pompey <laughs> wall clock if you score a volley from twenty yards out or further. Right. Actually, no. Cut the wall clock. That's for Greg. <laughs> Lee Brown, you can have the uh, Frogmore the pl- Road, Portsmouth sign, the pl- PO4. Yeah,
0: sorry, Greg. Can't, don't want to shit on you, mate. Right, let's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, do, we'll do the sign, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lee Brown obviously doesn't have access to any of the products in the bumpy store. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah.
1: It's hard times for the lads. I'll yes. personalise it or something. And, anyway. and who's going to pop in the uh, third and fourth for you, mate?
0: Well, I'm going to go with... Depends who starts, doesn't it? Up front, let's go. Let's go Curtis for the third one. Yep, and just to round it off with a different one, I think Naylor's going to get the fourth. Okay, interesting. Get him him off the go, you know, spread the goals out. I'm confident. 4 2. I think they're going to get two goals, they're both going to be Henderson, yeah, which is impressive for an ex goalkeeper. (laughs)
1: <laughs> with a broken leg yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean it is it, a really really interesting match up I'm gutted we can't link it up this weekend um, obviously not, not a stand out away you know visit it's on
0: my and place <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but it, 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 either way an interesting match up I think it, it's definitely going to be an exciting one
0: yeah it's going to be an exciting game probably fans now let's get get the uh, the train back on track Let's go forward. We're going to get Matt to be posting this wall clock to Greg. I'm going to be laughing the well, whole no, game, no, watching Matt's
1: face. Hold up a minute. We don't want to be posting this wall clock to Greg because, you know, then that means that we lose this weekend. I, I don't I don't know about you, mate, but I'm not really hoping for, for a loss.
0: I'm not at all. I just want Matt to have to post a clock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you'll take a loss against
0: Watchdale for Greg's clock, yeah? You you just want to see me standing in the in the post office queue, don't you? Put it this way, yeah. Either way, I'm a winner. Anyway, <laughs> Pompey fans, cheers for listening. Play up Pompey, follow us at PO forecast, at Puck Drop UK, at M eighty seven. And if you don't follow at Pompey News now, give that a follow as well. And until next time, play up Pompey. Good night.